had never won a race, so what made him believe he could win an Olympic slalom? Snow conditions and the weather during that two weeks in Sapporo had affected training and racing almost for every event. The men's slalom was the last day of the games of the 11th Olympic Winter Games in Sapporo, Japan, and he was not a favorite, and results never showed his name in the top 10 of any race or World Cup standings. If you look through his history, you find one ninth place finish in a slalom in 1970. But that morning, he woke up and did what he always did. He called his mother before he went up to the hill. And then the last thing he said to her before he said goodbye, he borrowed from the great bullfighter of Spain, El Cordobes. I'll build you a house or dress you in mourning, mum. I'm Jungle Jim Hunter, and you're listening to 831 Living Your Best Life podcast, where we inspire participation, communicate precision, and empower performers to podium. And we hope you will tell people you know and people you meet and work with to go to their favorite podcast provider or junglejimhunter.com or YouTube and subscribe, download, click on like, rate, and review us, and become an 831er, somebody that lives their best life because we've inspired you to live your best life. Well, it's 10 days to the 32nd Olympic Games in Tokyo, Japan, and 42 days to the 16th Paralympic Games in Japan as well. And so I hope you will watch and support our teams and be inspired in this Olympic Games. I want to summarize confidence over the last couple of 10 days, two weeks that we've been talking about it. So I want to take you through with this slalom race and get you to think about confidence one last time. Why should you pursue confidence as your primary character trait? Well, proof shows that confidence is the most consistent, direct correlation to being able to push through and succeed at whatever you are inspired to do in life. It's the number one thing that people looking for the right people pursue. That slalom morning, the best of the best, including Jean-Noël Auger of France and Tyler Palmer of the United States and Gustavo Tony of Italy were confident they could win. They warmed up and Tyler Palmer of the United States was fired up. During sideslipping, we inspected and passed each other, and he was smiling at one point. What are you smiling at, Tyler? I said. The gates in Sapporo had foam shapes on the top of the gates, replacing the traditional flags. And Tyler was there, most aggressive slalom skier in the world. And he went through the gates, not around them. He looked at me. He smiled with a glee and then said, How many of these shapes do you think will still be on the gates after my run? (laughs) I knew I had seen him destroy many courses. None when he got to the finish line. Tyler was a proven winner. And of course, workers scrambled to pick them up. Tyler was confident, but he finished ninth. Where do you need confidence? You pick the person who has confidence to make the last shot when it's all on the line. That's when you need it. That's where you want it. Andre Bakleda of Poland was a favorite and proved he was a winner. Canada invited him to train with us at Kokanee Glacier, and he raised the bar for me and pushed me. And most of all, he taught me that confident people can come from anywhere. Andre had two solid runs, but he finished 10th. You need confidence everywhere. When do you need confidence? You need it all the time because you never know who is watching and when it will be needed. Jean-Noël Auger of France, he was the defending World Cup Crystal Globe winner and was leading the World Cup in slalom when he arrived at the Olympics. And with two recent back-to-back wins, he for sure was the number one favorite. At least, that was the opinion of some of the press writers. However, after course inspection and warm-up with minutes to go before the course would be closed, 
he tested his race skis on the first 50, 60 feet of the race course. He didn't know that a course worker had placed a steel bar on a gate right where he needed to replace a broken gate. Jean Noël made his first five, six, seven turns. And on the last turn, he went right by the gate and attacked it as if it was a gate on the course. He didn't know it was a steel bar. It knocked the wind out of him, knocked him over. And for a moment, he lay on the snow and they weren't sure if he could even race. He needed confidence to come back from that. He finished fifth. Who's confident? Gustavo Tony was confident. He was the favorite because earlier at these games, he had won the giant slalom gold medal and appeared to have his focus and fix on how to ski on this coastal ocean snow. However, when the race was over, he was second and ended up over a second behind the unknown gold medalist. So what is confidence? Most people asked will say what they need is loads of confidence. When people are asked the question, would you choose two inches of ice to walk across a lake and lots of confidence or two feet of ice to walk across the ice with very little confidence? The funny thing is the result is always 50-50. Confidence is not having it. Confident is what you have your confidence in that matters. We know what we should do, but alas, tests show that only 2% of us will do what we know we need to do to be the best we can be. It's not knowing. It's not just saying I have confidence. It's knowing you've done the work for the depth of the confidence of what you're confident in. How do I become confident? Well, after the first run, the eventual gold medalist was in first place. I knew his coach, and as inspection began for the second run, I saw Bernard Favre, his coach, at the start, reading. I knew him from working with him at the Raziel summer camps. What are you reading, Bernard? I asked. His reply, a book. Bernard didn't uh, say much. He was a man of few words. He wouldn't tell me, and so after replacing my race skis with my training skis to do the inspection, I entered the start tent again to begin sideslopping. Bernard was reading, and I peeked over his shoulder as I came by him. Then he sensed I was there, and he quickly placed it inside his coat. But I smiled, and he smiled, and we both realized I knew what he was reading. That's a good book, I said. I've read that many times. Does Paco know you're reading it? No, he replied, and don't you tell him. But what does that matter? Why does it matter? I asked. Because he believes in me, and I believe in him. The book... The Power of Positive Thinking by Norman Vincent Peale. I know, that sounds kind of funny that a coach would be reading that at the start at the Olympic Games to get his athlete to believe he can win, but he went on to win. Paco, as he was called. When the race was over, Fernandez Francisco Ochoa of Spain, who had never won a race before, won the gold medal. And he called his mother from the finish area and with tears of joy promised to build her a house. This series on confidence is important because the first thing that always attacks us after we say we are going to do something is the dart of doubt. Knowing how to be confident in the face of doubt, in the face of challenge, is where we should all start so we can live our best life. You deflect the dart of doubt by looking in the mirror and being honest with yourself and knowing that you have built your confidence on the truth and what you have done and the truth of what you've done that has prepared you because life never tells you in advance what may or may not happen. So you must be ready to race. 
I thank you for listening to this series on confidence and getting ready for the Olympic Games. And I hope you all will have grown and will be living your best life the next time we meet. Our confidence, it must be placed firmly on the truth and build it within us. Thanks for listening. Yeah.